0: everybody. Well, welcome to Sunday night service. Amen. It is great to see everybody here tonight in the house of the Lord together. Amen. Let's do that countdown again. Oh, good job. <laughs> no we have we have brand new worship software The yeah, just so you guys know and this is uh this is our first Sunday using it it's a little complicated but uh Alex and the team are getting it figured out so good job you know to the media team for what they're doing let's hear it for the guys yeah and the girls amen. Doing a great job, uh, but praise the Lord. It's gonna be a great night together. And I know that, uh, you, you know, there's maybe potentially something else you could have been doing tonight, but you came to church, so the faithful are here. We love you guys so much. Amen. <laughs> Alright, let's stand up together tonight, and we are gonna speak some words of faith over the United States of America. Amen. And we're gonna keep walking by faith, speaking words of faith. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Give the Lord some praise, and you may be seated. Very good. All right. Well, we're going to get in uh, to our announcements here tonight. Praise the Lord. Uh, I've got a few reminders for you. One of the great things that's just... Uh, taking off this year is lift groups. And it's been so cool to see uh, just different groups popping up. And, uh, and, and so we know that God's doing a great thing here, but one of them is the men's Bible study meeting Saturdays at six 30 at Raymond's house. Amen. And uh, those guys are doing great. They had a good turnout last night, a great Bible study. So I'm super excited uh, for what God is doing amongst the men over there. And we also want to remind you that some Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., we are doing a beginner's Bible class, and it's a four-week class. We just completed the second week today, and Rosalinda is teaching that, and they were having a great time back there. They were in the office just studying the Word, and I loved it, and so uh, this is a good opportunity for anybody that's, you know, really seeking to be able to understand the Bible, know where to begin in your studying and whatnot, so very good with that. And then also we have the new lift group, Beauty and the Bible uh, for the ladies. All right. And some of you guys, that title may not ring your bell, but it's okay. It's for the ladies. And so that is Thursday nights uh, from 630 to 8 at Billy's new restaurant. And they got kicked off this past week and had just an awesome time. Uh, so we're happy for that. And then uh, we want to remind you of baptisms coming up, everybody. And so I don't even know how many names are on here because a lot of people put several names on the same line, but I think it's over- 20 now so i'm super excited about this getting to baptize a bunch of people and it'll be sunday the 25th the final sunday of february and that just means that uh lots of people are coming to jesus and getting excited and committed to him and then easter is coming up uh let's see we are going to be doing the good friday easter play the sign-up sheets are back there at the info booth. Uh, they're going to be doing auditions uh, this coming Sunday at 3 p.m., all right? So auditions for the Good Friday play will be this coming up Sunday at 3 p.m., and you want to make sure you take advantage of that. And uh, you recall this morning we announced that we need 4,000 eggs and candy. Did everybody hear that, 4,000? Well, guess what? We already have 3,000 of them, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. We've already had 3000 come in and that is awesome news. Uh, but that still means we need a thousand more. So don't just say eh, the job's done. I'm not going to do any. No, bring it in, bring in the eggs and the candy. And it never hurts to have extra. Right? You know, uh, had you noticed when Jesus multiplied the fish and the loaves, he didn't say, whoa, slow down, boys. We have met the quota. No more. No. What happened? They had leftovers. They had extra. So I am totally good if we have extra candy and eggs and scriptures to hand out that day. So make sure that we get involved with that. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, I think that's all the announcements for tonight. So who knows what time it is now? Yes, amen. It is happy time. And uh we know we say that because God loves a cheerful giver. We're going to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 this evening. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Amen. And we'll go ahead and oh man, there's so much good stuff to look at in this chapter, but we'll just go ahead and look at uh starting at verse 6 and read a few verses here. Um <clears throat> So if you were here this morning at the end of the service, uh, we kind of made the announcement that we are finally purchasing more chairs. Okay. And this is a big deal uh, because uh, we max out every seat every Sunday morning. And I noticed this morning was a little bit of a, a, a low morning, but they still set up five extra rows even this morning. So we need more chairs. We're planning on purchasing 100 more chairs at $50 a piece. And so uh, we want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to get involved in this. And, uh, and so it's a, it's about a $5,000. Project obviously, and so uh, you know this is a chance for everybody to get get a get an opportunity to help bring in the harvest, and so we're kind of looking at it this way that. Uh, man, I- I- any chair that you help purchase, that's just another person that can come in and hear the gospel. And maybe if you've been uh, using your faith and believing for a family member or a friend to come into church with you, buy him a seat. And we put it in these terms, which I think makes proves what a great deal this is, that uh, the average seat for the Super Bowl tonight was $8,600 for a one-time three-hour event. And we're saying, hey, for $50, you could buy somebody a seat for life. I don't care if they sit in every service for the next 50 years, amen? So, but it's, when we look at it that way, we can see that, praise God, this is just a very, very good chance for all of us to get involved. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we'll look here at verse 6, and I'm in the NLT, New Living Translation. It says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. And hey, it's a good thing to get a crop, but I would like to get a generous crop more so than a small crop. Amen? And so it says when we plant generously, that's what we get. Verse 7, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives Cheerfully. Amen. And then verse eight says, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Amen. And so there we have it. We were just talking about having plenty left over. Well, that's what the Lord wants for us to have. And so when we plant generously, we will get a generous harvest amen well let's stand up together and we are going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings and alex and some are going to lead us in worship pastor josh is still receiving some healing this evening and i promise it has no connection to the super bowl uh somebody threw that out there like isn't it a coincidence i said no i know my brother better than that okay It it looks like that i'm not gonna lie but that's not what it is He's watching online right now, so he can, you know, he can get back at me later. All right, let's go ahead, and we'll speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously to the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go.
1: If you guys want to come up and worship with us, feel free to come up to the altar. Step
2: out of the shadows Step out of the grave Break into the wild And don't be afraid Run Lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus name. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord you
1: Seen. Hmm. it doesn't get better than that nothing that the world has to offer you nothing can make you feel what he makes you feel can transcend everything that you've gone through there's freedom freedom we just talked about. Freedom reigns, right? Freedom from all of the things that entrapped you. Freedom from all of the things that the enemy tries to throw at you, that they think has a hold on you. In his presence, you're free. There's nothing better than his presence. Lay out at his feet. Give it all. Hmm. There's nothing
2: worth more
3: Father, we do thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for your anointing. Jesus, thank you for your presence here through the Holy Spirit. And for the people watching out there on social media, Lord, thank you that that presence is with them too. And Lord, as we look at the Bible tonight, as we listen to what you have to say, thank you for giving us tender hearts. And teachable spirits, that we can change our thinking where it needs changed. And we can get answers that we need we've been praying for. But Lord, I know one of the most important things is what you said in James one twenty two. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving our own selves, because we know the Bible's true. We know that you inspired it. And we know, Lord, that your word does not return void that you watch over to perform it. So tonight, thank you that we're all going to see, know, be refreshed in the area of divine healing and health to be able to get this sickness out of our houses, out of our lives, and get back to normal lives again. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Uh, For your notes, their title is Bible basics for all believers to enjoy healing and health. Bible basics for all believers to enjoy healing and health. I know we've got a lot of new people in the church and probably new people watching, but uh, your faith won't work beyond your knowledge of God's Word. And so when you begin to know from the Word of God, and not just be able to quote verses, but in your hearts and your thinking you begin to elevate the word above the circumstances and act on the word your life your life can change for the better how many believe that God wants you to be healed wants you to be healthy sickness is never a blessing if sickness were were a blessing and caused your faith to grow then we'd have a whole lot of faith giants amen your faith only grows with the knowledge of the word that you know and you act on if you believe in the Bible what he says, "Turn the other cheek and walk in love," that means you're not easily offended anymore because you're starting to do that. If you believe the Bible is true about bring your tithe into God's storehouse so his windows in heaven can be opened on you, you start tithing and if you believe for the for the word of God that God wants you well, you start learning what it what it is to be able to be well and to stay well you know it's something my uh family's heard me say a lot lately I just Kind of just an old sacred cow that I like to kick over. I think, I think about this thing all the time. You can do whatever you set your mind to. How many ever heard that? But how many know that's not the Bible? He said faith is from the heart. He said to cast down thoughts and imaginations, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And so there's a whole lot of people, never had a sick day in their life, young, healthy, middle-aged, healthy, and all of a sudden one day, They get diagnosed with a terminal illness. They set their mind to it. But their mind doesn't get them healed. It's when you get God's Word in your heart, coming out of your mouth, and you act on God's Word. And so it's good to be a positive thinker. And I always like to say this, that the Word of God is very positive. And I've been told a lot of times by a lot of people, you're a very positive person, you know that? You're, you're, you're really positive. And I know, you know, sometimes I think about, well, I didn't know that. I just do everything I can to live and speak the Word of God. The Word of God is not negative, it's positive. And so when you begin to get a hold of healing, things from the Bible, will come out of your mouth. And Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus said, you'll have what you say. That's right. And so I know myself, uh, I've just kind of just become to the conclusion that I, I, I kind of fell into the crowd of everybody, well, who's sick in your house this week? Where are they at? They're sick. Where are they at? They're sick. Where are they at? They're sick. Well, they've been the last month. They're sick. They're sick. They're sick. And that starts to start getting in you. And you start, you start saying it. But I want to look at some things. The Word of God tonight just really, uh, it's just to me, it's basic Bible. And that's where we got to live is basic Bible. I've been in my own private time with the Lord writing in my journal. He's been taking me back to basics again. Man, I'm back in basic training. Man, I'm back down to first grade Christianity just studying the things that got me started because I know we can't let things slip if we're going to finish our course. Amen. So I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 12. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. And this is basic. And, uh, you know, heard a man say years ago, uh, matter of fact, was Robert Schuller, that sometimes we need to have a checkup from the neck up. And that's talking about your head. How many know that your mind is a filter? If your filter's clocked up clogged up and at wrong thinking, then the word of God tries to come out of your heart, it hits your filter. And doesn't come out how God wants it. But if you've got a clean filter, if your mind's been renewed by the word of God, then your mind will filter out what God says. You'll you'll get rid of the buts Well, I know God wants me held, but But what? Well the doctor said, Oh but all my family's got it. But Everybody where I work with, man, they're all sick, but your filter's stopped up. I've been around sick people for years. Sick people for years. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I never let that get on me. I was just thinking of one, I don't want to tell a lot of stories tonight, but I was thinking about one when I was a young pastor, uh, AIDS wasn't around, it just got started. And there's some people went to my church that had some friends they had, had a young son about, I think he's about 25 years old, he had AIDS. He'd just have AIDS a little bit. He, he died about a week or two after I got to minister to him. But I remember, wanted well, be go over to his, wanted know if I'd go over to his house. And well, God didn't give me the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. So it was like, you know, almost like the COVID scare. Everybody got that and You couldn't be around. People had that because you might catch it. So I remember I went over to this young guy's house. And I went in there and he answered to the door and he looked like, looked like a skeleton. He was a young guy, but he was, he was about dead. And I, I remember as I started ministering to him, I saw, I saw, out the corner I saw a little door crack open. Found out later on it was elderly parents were there watching to see what I was going to do. They, I guess they were afraid to meet the preacher. So when I went out I started talking to the guy he told me he had two little kids and things like that there. And I remember the compassion of God came on me. And I grabbed him and I hugged him. Talked about the love of Jesus, how Jesus loved him. I knew he was the point, his point in time with no faith or anything if God gave him a miracle that would be good I wasn't there to pray for his healing I was there to pray for his eternal salvation and so I sat there and I hugged him and he cried I laid him in a, prayer, a prayer of salvation then his parents come out of the closet they were crying and I got the guy saved but the whole thing was if I'd, I'd listened to the but there's no way I could have helped that guy and I remember then I remember then uh, about, I think maybe, maybe two weeks later, I was doing his funeral. And this is one thing for just for gets, first getting started in that, and uh, I don't know about political correct, correct, I just know about life. So I was getting ready to do his funeral, uh, a good majority of his friends cornered me in a little office where the funeral home had me studying, you know, sitting there praying and studying, come in there, and they, what are you gonna say today? I said, well, I'm gonna say nice things about your friend. And then they got closer to me, kind of threatened me. What are you going to say today? What are you going to say about him? I said, nothing but good things, I promise you. They said, well, you better. said, we're watching you. We're listening. You better talk good. I got out there, and when I started talking, I told the congregation, all of his friends, what I told them. I said, I had nothing good to say about Let's just say his name was John. I said, you know what? That's not John there. That's where John used to live. I said, I spent part of John's last days with time with John I said John did this and opened up the Bible to John chapter 14 in my father's house are many mansions I'm going to prepare a place for you I I went to Romans chapter 10 verse 13 all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and I I, I said I got nothing good to say about John except what Jesus said today I'll see you in paradise and then I looked out in the front row he had two little kids there they're probably seven or eight years old and look at those precious kids out there. But the whole thing, what I'm saying is this, you can't let the butts stop you from helping people. When people need help, Jesus is with you. And all you gotta do is look beyond what is, but if your filter's all clogged up, what if I catch it? What if I get it? And I'm talking about all the different sicknesses going around right now. Of course we gotta protect ourselves. I mean, to me, I'm a vaccination person. I believe in the vaccinations. If you don't, don't throw stones at me, and I won't throw stones at you because you didn't get it. Amen. 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 thing works both ways. And so I know that I believe in the vaccinations. I, 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 like to, I like to take the safeguards that I can take. If God ever told me not to do something, I wouldn't do it. But anyway, be vaccinated. Wear a mask if you need to. Whatever you got to do to make you feel comfortable. When God opens the door, you got to be ready to help people. But if you've got fear... If you've got fear, you might get what they got. Well, you turn it into faith and just say so they might get what you got. Yeah. <laughs> what have I got? I got two hands. Yep. What have I got in my hands? Well, according to Mark 16, as a believer, he said, I got anointing in my hands. So I can take my hands, lay my hands on them. I think, I think about Danielle, how to think about nurses, people in the health industry. When they know what they've got and they're minister to people, they're not just giving them a shot, taking pulse taking a temperature, listening. They got hands, and whether they're speaking or not, out loud, I know on the inside they said, Jesus, thank you for using my hands. Thank you for using my hands. And so today I want to look at some things here, and I'm talking to individuals for your own health today more than anything else, how you can keep what God's already given you. First Peter 2.24 says, by stripes you were healed. I'd always like to say if you were healed, is that past tense, present tense, or future tense? That means you were. If you were, that means you are. And you've got to be able to hang on to that if you're going to do everything God wants you to do. You can't be crippled in life by things in your head. And so uh, Proverbs twelve eighteen says this. There is a speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. The tongue of the wise is health. And... Uh, I use the King James, but I've got a really good reference Bible that tells me what the what, what what Greek is and Hebrew a lot on a lot of certain words. And Pastor Dave uses this all the time, and I've noticed that nearly everything he says there's in my center column. Mine's King James, but for sort of what I've seen, that's about the most accurate thing there is to see on a lot of things. And so the 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 uh, literal says, "There's one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise." promotes health one that speaks like the piercings of a sword but the tongue of the wise promotes health the tongue of the wise promotes health and I thought about that piercings while I was worshipping I thought Lord I never thought about the piercing part before I always thought about the promotion part talking health and so I got to thinking about that that how many have ever had a basketball football, beach ball had a slow leak all ready to go soccer ball and all of a sudden the air's leaking out slowly and you don't realize you're going to use it. Or how many's had a car with a tire that had a slow leak and it's going down. It's been pierced by a nail or a screw or something started being pierced. Well, your words can pierce your soul and your faith can begin leaking out. And the next thing you know, you're wanting to go somewhere with your faith and it's flat because it leaked out. Well, to me, that's what I see here. There's one that speaks like the piercings of a sword. Your words, or we're going to look at this tonight, your words, your words can cause your faith to start leaking out. You got to patch that up. How do you patch, how do you patch a soul? The word of God. The Lord restoreth my soul. Amen. The Lord restoreth my soul, but we got a part to play. We got to be doers of the word and let him restore our soul it only happens one day you meditate in the word you get a hold of what the bible says you start speaking the word and as you're pumping faith back into your spirit back into your soul back into your heart as you're pumping that faith back in if you got the patch on but watch what you say then you're not going to open it up again amen. amen says the tongue of the wise promotes health I have had it with Well, uh, what kind of medicine are you taking this week what kind of medicine are you taking? Well, I'm on this and I'm on that. Didn't do any good. I don't think my doctor knows what he's doing. Well, I think your doctor knows more about medicine than you do. And if he's not a strong, serious believer and studies of the word of God, you know more about faith than he does. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so we need our doctors for sure. Because I know doctors keep people like me alive long enough to get a hold of it. And good nurses too, Doniel amen and so we need to look at this verse right here and I want to talk about it because we're talking about Bible basics for all believers to enjoy healing and health and so as a Bible teacher as serious student of the word I finally judged myself because I knew too much about God's will for healing and health to allow this in my life any longer amen just go from cold to cold cough to cough body ache to body ache over and over again, and uh, I was talking. I was talking more sickness than I was Jesus. About what the Bible says about healing and health for me, for my family. Talking more about it, and so uh, my words are going to determine my health according to the Bible if I believe what it is I'm saying. And I was. I was. Th- well, go to Proverbs 18:21 while we're here. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Uh, I heard now. Now the pastor Dave preaches all the time. I've heard him say so many times. This is the first verse he remembers. He remembers me never ever talk about when he was little, and said I taught this to all the family. Well, it's where I live. But like anybody else, I can let things slip. And so Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are the power of the tongue, and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. And so your words control the quality of life you will have. Your words will control the quality of life you have. Death and life. And the, I like what my pastor used to say all the time when he read this verse. He said, "You know, it said death first, not life, because the world is programmed on death, on negative." You know, I was watching. Suppose we saw something on the news the other day about something going on, and this this lady broadcaster said, uh, "Well, there's a uh, there's, there's a." 95% chance this won't happen what was about earthquakes in California happened. that's what it was but, but said there's 95% chance this won't happen but a big one might come real soon I thought why couldn't she just easily said well 5% of the time this has come back again said 95% of the time that it doesn't happen the way she said it was put fear out there it's easier to give you all the, 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 the 1% I mean the 99% on healing than the 1% that don't ever get it again it's so much easier to say the wrong thing. So I was thinking about this. So I look at this verse right here. Now, now listen to what I'm going to tell you. I was thinking, well, if if you hang around with a bunch of Super Bowl people the last week or two, what are you going to talk about? Super Bowl. If it's World Series time and you're hanging around baseball people, what are you going to talk about? World okay, if, if, it's, if it's election time, you're hanging around a bunch of political type people, what are you going to talk about? Election. Duh, if you're around a bunch of sick people all the time, what are you going to talk about? And I got sucked into that. Mm-hmm. I was a willing victim. When you got a amount of grandkids that live in Barstow like I do, there's a whole lot of stuff that got into my family. Mm-hmm. When you go to a church like I do, there's a whole lot of stuff that got into church people. Yeah. And so no matter, no matter how strong you are, if you don't keep yourself built up and if you're not brave enough, put your spiritual mask on to filter those things out that come into your ears from people you're hanging out with you'll start talking it amen and then the devil will oblige you Uh, Ephesians chapter 6 says he has fiery darts he throws at your mind but you got a shield of faith to hold up to stop those fiery darts you've got a sword of the spirit to knock them out talk about you speak of the word of god and so when those things come your way those things are aimed at your heart, at your soul, to get you to speak them out of your mouth. And in James chapter 3, he talks about the, mark, the, the mouth sits on course by fire, the course of nature in your life. So the devil, the devil has a target. It's your thinking. And something I learned years ago that you may have never, you may have never thought about it if you haven't been well versed in the word. Has anybody ever had a thought? I think I'm getting this or I don't like her I don't like what he said he never talks to you in first person he always a third person he always talks to you in first person he makes you think it's your thought yep. yeah. I know that the love of God's in my heart I love everybody there's a lot of people I don't like what they do and what they say that's what's about my family, about my life things are none of their business things go on but I would never think I can't stand them, I'm going to get them I just can't wait no, that's the devil we got to bind the devil coming into our thought life well uh, I think I might be getting this because I know this person had this and they only lasted a month this person got this well I know that in my family this runs in my family well I know in my family faith runs yes. and yeah, the devil runs for faith And so we have to recognize when those thoughts come and hit your head, first thing you gotta say out of your mouth is, no, Satan, I resist you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick. His name they shall recover. And if you've got somebody in your family's with you as a faith person, say, hey, come over here to grip me. Lay your hands on me. And if nobody's with you, you've got hands. You use your hands and then somebody say, how you doing? You know what I say? I'm recovered. What do you mean, what are you cut recover? What are you on? I'm on the word. What are you on? <laughs> there you go. God's medicine. Amen. And so he said, death and life are the power of the tongue. And says the tongue of the wise promotes health. And so we have to retrain ourselves. If you never trained yourself yet, you're going to have to get your tongue under control. You have to get your thinking under control. You know, I, I'm just thinking about this now, how serious this is with me, man, because I got tired of it. How many here really know that all this sickness stuff is not God's will for your life? Amen. How, many, how many have possibly had to miss some work, some church, or family events from being sick all the time? Amen. And, and you've had to stay away from your family because they were all sick and things like that. Man, let's knock this thing out. Let's get back on the word again. Amen. Amen. Let's get ourselves out of trouble. Pastor Dave said something this morning that was so so important to me he emphasized what i've got written off of my bible he talked about the doing part this morning being the most important thing and i know in my life uh, the lord said something years ago and i've preached a lot jesus looks at three things he looks at the life of a believer your heart your words and your actions and I, I can honestly say out of 44 years of christian living i've never had a problem with my heart my heart stayed in love with jesus I've lived for Jesus. I have walked away from him. And because I was raised in a church like this as a new Christian, been around this all my Christian life, my words, I think I could probably say he's 99% been good for all these years about sick disease, about the authority I've got in the name of Jesus, about tithing and the blessings of that. But then my actions, my actions. Have you ever heard from Proverbs about iron sharpens iron? Okay, well, if all you're going to hang around is sports people, our political people, our sick people, and pick up their language, you're going to have what you say. So we've got to change some things different because if your heart's good and you've got to keep your words right, you've got to get the guard up there then to make sure something doesn't stop those right words from coming out. Amen, amen. Well, I want you to look at Matthew chapter 12 now. Amen. Matthew chapter 12. And I I hope a lot of you know these verses, but if you don't, it's a good time to start learning these verses. Matthew chapter 12, there's so many good things in this chapter, but I want to look at just verse 34 and 35. Matthew 12, verse 34 and 35. And Jesus said, O generation of vipers, how could you, being evil, speak good things and to us, he's talking about our carnality. To our carnality. We, under the New Testament, when you're born again, you're not evil anymore in your heart. You're born again. You're a new creature in Christ. And he's talking to people who was not born again yet because you couldn't be born again until Jesus died. and was raised from the dead. That's how you get born again is believing that. Confessing that. But anyway, he said, So I've talked to Christians. How can you be carnal? speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh the tongue of the wise out of the mouth promotes health death and life of the power of the tongue out of the buds of the heart the mouth speaketh out of the abundance of the heart a good man out of the good treasure of the heart the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things and i was taught years ago this word treasure here is literally treasury or depository what you deposit in your treasury is what's in your treasury to pull out. And so your heart is a spiritual depository. What you put in your heart is what will come out of your heart. And so whatever you talk about the most is what's, what's in your heart the most. What you talk about the most. I, I've noticed over the years, but I used to be a truck driver. I'd get different jobs at truck things. And depending on who who I was trucking with, who I was working on the dock with, that after a few days starts rubbing off. You're talking like they talk. If you're around people that are good moral people, they talk about moral things, and even if you've got some uncomfortable working conditions or unpleasant bosses and people work around, if you've got the right stuff in your heart, that's what you'll talk about. Oh, that's okay. We pray for them. But if you don't keep your spiritual guard up, next thing you know, I hate this job. Pastor, I would, I'm talking about the altar. Will you pray for me? What for? Uh, would, would you pray for me? I need to get a new job. And then I'm kind of, six months ago, you testified how God gave you that job. Are you going to let the devil run you off your job? Well, I'm not sure it was God. Well, you're sure then. Man, I prayed for you six months ago before that and agreed for you to get that job. You had to jump through all those hoops do all those tests, do everything to get qualified to get that job and faith got you that job and you need to use your faith to keep that job well we have have to to recognize we cannot let people around us change what we believe about the Bible amen, it didn't say fight the good fight of faith He said resist fear, then fight the good fight of faith, you got to resist those things and start changing what you what you're thinking, By sometimes you might have to change who you hang out with Amen. he said, out of the buttons of the heart, the mouth speaketh out of of the depository, the treasure of your heart. And so uh, whatever you talk about the most is what's in your heart the most. It's what's in your heart the most. Uh, I know when I was on truck docks, there wasn't a whole lot of saved people around. Uh, They was either going to get saved or stay away from me. That's my attitude. Because I was overcome with niceness, with love and with faith. And, because I spent so much time in the Word of God with Jesus in church, the things I did, my heart was full of the Word of God. And when your heart's full of the Word of God, uh, whatever's in there, when you're not thinking, it's easy when you're thinking about things just to be able to say them because you've been programmed that way. But if something catches you off guard, you'll find out if you still got cussing in there. We had, these, we had these, iron, these iron carts on wheels on a freight dock that we moved heavy things on. And they were kind of low down, and if you got in a hurry and your garbage down, you bumped your sh- your chin on this piece of steel. I'll never forget it. I was going up the dock about two or three o'clock in the morning because I worked the night shift, and truck drivers, I mean, dock guys, truck drivers, all, everybody everywhere like that, and I was walking along just doing my stuff, and my shin hit that thing. And when my shin hit that thing, in times past, something would come out of my mouth that wasn't Christian. When it happened, I immediately reached down I grabbed my hands put them on, I said in the name of Jesus I release the anointed God oh thank you Lord thank you Lord paid free healed and the whole dock stopped <laughs> and they looked over at me and I thought praise God the abundance of my heart my mouth speaking because that came out of my heart that didn't come out of my head because my head still thought blankety blankety blank 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 blank, blank. <laughs> nobody would have stopped because that's how they lived mm-hmm. and then I remember not too long after that we had, has anybody ever seen semis that have tarps on the top? Tarps that cover the trailers on top? Well anyway, uh, i have open the back doors of one of those trailers, the doors open like that, and in Indiana it rains all the time. And so sometimes they got these crossbows in there, and they get like big little ponds of water in there. And i wear good clothes and everything like that, because I never did, uh, dress goofy. I always, always dressed pretty nice. I wanted to be sharp. I opened that back door, and when I did, this muddy, stinking water showered me. And what it did, I went, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And the dock stopped again. <laughs> because of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaketh. I did not want to say glory to God with my head. I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. I had faith hair. That thing fall down, yeah, Tom. We will get this thing corrected. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. Well, pretty soon sure they will all hear us. Good, <laughs> resist that one. That was a good one. But anyway, what I'm saying, you need to start checking what's coming out of your heart by listening to your mouth. And let me make a suggestion. Let me make a suggestion. If you have family members that are serious like this like you are then make a deal with them just say hey let's let's make a deal you listen to me and I'll listen to you if you're talking more sickness than you are Jesus in health I'll tell you but I give you the permission for me too you listen to my mouth and I promise you I won't get offended I won't get mad husbands and wives especially faith works by love if you get mad Don't say you're judging me. Say you're helping me. Amen. I'm really serious. The best of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You don't realize how much sick you're talking unless somebody points it out to you. Well, how do I know? I've got the most beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed wife in the whole world sitting right here. In the last couple months, she's corrected me and corrected me and corrected me and... I didn't want to hear it. But then finally, the Holy Ghost let me know she's right. And I started listening to my words. Well, uh, we can't come over right now. I'm taking this. I'm taking that. (laughs) Will you call the doctor today and get me something? (laughs) What did you pray? Yeah, I prayed, but... Listen, I'm talking to you because I'm talking to me. The tongue of the wise promotes health. Yes. If you really want help, you have to lay down your pride if a fellow believer tells you. Did you hear what Pastor just taught? What are you doing? Well, what did he teach? He taught the Bible. He was just the messenger. He told what the Bible said. Did you hear what Pastor Dave said? James one twenty two be doers of the word, not hearers only. Death and life is the power of your tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you love sickness, keep talking sickness. Mm -hmm. The tongue of the wise promotes health. So what's on the other side of the coin? The tongue of the unwise promotes sickness. Let's knock this stuff out. Man, get it out of your house. starts with you. They're not in here right now. You are. And you out there watching online with your Bibles open. You're out there. You have a Bible. Start saying what the Bible says. The tongue of the wise promotes health. Out of the bunch of the life, the mouth speaketh. You know what that might mean? That might need, mean you need to turn off the news for a while. Amen. That might mean you need to lay Facebook to rest for a while. Amen. Uh, pray for my family. We're all sick and it's bad. Send in prayers, hun.
0: <laughs>
3: well, you know what I'd rather do than send sending prayers, hun? I'd rather talk to the Father in heaven, let him send some healing, hun. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And you hear you hear about sickness, the first thing so many Christians want to do, they wanna they want to grab it and blab it. You know, let everybody know, hey did you hear about so and so? They got it bad. You better not go over there, they got it bad. Well, we had it bad last week. I think we got a break this week, but we'll have a bad again next week. Everybody's got it. Well, how is it? It's bad. <laughs> amen. 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 And so we need, we need to correct each other in love and sin. do you want sickness or do you want healing? What do you want? It's in the power of your tongue. Look at Colossians chapter three. Colossians chapter 3, and I want to look at verse 1 and verse 2. As a matter of fact, I wrote something down for you from from my notes that I think will help you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 2, I wrote this down. Pastor David taught on this Sunday morning, January 21st. Well, how would I know that Pastor David taught on that Sunday morning, January 21st? Cause I take notes. And then let me tell you something about my notes. I couldn't say that if I didn't go back and read my notes. Okay. Okay. What does it, good does it do to take a volume of notes if that's all you do is take, take notes and never look? That's true. A lot of things that I, that I bring to my members when I'm preaching, cause I go over past sermons or sermons that I heard somebody say something, I've got, I've got 44 years worth of notes. Boy, this looks really good, Tom. We are got to get this thing going. <laughs> it, anyway, I like this mic better, don't you? Yeah. It talks really good and clear. We just have to get this stuff worked out. But anyway, what I'm saying, what I'm saying for you, when you hear good things happen in a service like this, or somebody else, what you might be listening to a TV preacher, or somebody else, take your notes and then go back and look at them. And in my notes, what I do. When the first time I review notes, I put yellow through the things that jump off at me. And then the next time I look at them, i got a red pen, and the things in the yellow jump off of me more. I put red around it. And I do things like that because I want to know it again, but just uh, about, about a month ago, three weeks ago, Pastor Dave taught of these very things I'm talking about right now from Colossians. And we're talking about how to get your tongue right to get your heart right. And so Colossians 3, verse 1 and verse 2, says, if ye then be risen with Christ, how many here are born again? You're risen with Christ from the old life into the new life. Okay, then seek those things which are in the sports world. <laughs> seek po- politicians. Learn all you can how they voted. Learn all you can what they're saying. Go past, look at all their past film clips. Study all about the politician and don't study about Jesus anymore. Seek those things which are above, he said. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Seek those things that are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And when I see that, I think about this. The only way that I can learn about Jesus more is to, number one, read my Bible, because that tells me how Jesus believes. That tells me what it says about me personally. And then, number two, go to a church, hook up with the church family that teaches the Bible because you're seeking things that are above where Christ sitteth because the only way you're going to find out about Jesus is the Word of God if you hang around people that know all about Jesus but don't know Jesus you can get some false information I remember back in Indiana uh, we had a good church, a good Christian bookstore and I, I got on this list where they said us new books every month you know, try them out for different people that were faith people I'll never forget, It, it had this lady, I don't remember what her name was she was really popular in America, a lady preacher and I never heard her preach myself, but I heard all about her. They sent me a new release and it was supposed to be about healing. And so I saw him in the bookstore, just got him in and I thought, well, I'm going to read this one. So I took him in my office out of my desk. And the first thing I read, this one was misquoting the word of God. And it could have killed people in my church. Well, what'd she say? Well, the word of God says first John five verse 14 and 15, if you ask anything according to my will, you know that I heareth you. After you know that I hear you, have whatsoever you asketh. Well, the will of God is the word of God. If you want to know the will of God for salvation, what's the word of God say? Who is ever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe in your heart, confess from your mouth, Jesus is Lord. God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. That's the will of God. It's salvation for all. I quote you a lot of verses about that. Well, the area of healing, in the area of healing, the will of God says, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Call for the elders of the church, then you fall, pray the prayer of faith, you shall be healed. Amen. By his stripes you were healed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's the will. You want to know the will of God, so if you ask according to his will, so if you're praying for, for healing, beloved, above all else, we should prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. So the will of God's healing and health. Since so woman starts off at an introduction, as she said, you can't tell me it's the will of God to tell everybody. My dad was the most godly man on this earth. My dad never cussed. My dad took us to church. My dad was a very godly man. And when he got diagnosed with whatever it was, I prayed, Lord, if it's your will, if it's your will, if it's your will, let my dad live. My dad died a month later. So you can't tell me it's the will of God because I prayed if it be thy will. Well, if you know the will, if you ask said according to the will. My dad, when he was 69 years old, uh, spent Thanksgiving, Christmas, into New Year's on a deathbed in Veterans Hospital. He, he had a, he had a disease that medical side said they'd only seen three cases. Of what he had, it was really, really, really bad. And so my dad wasn't saved at the time. So I went to the Veterans Hospital, spent time with my dad, and I got leave in a prayer of salvation. And dad came out of there healed. And then they had his case at the John Hopkins, whatever that thing is, Medical School of medical miracles and said they'd only seen three cases of this two died one lived you know why I prayed the will of God for my dad not if it be thy will because I knew his will you know the time you pray if it be thy will if it's things you're making decisions about you don't know the will of God for your life you might be seriously considering uh, changing changing jobs or professions been trained for this all your life you're born again now, you're following Jesus, and you might start really sensing knowing God wants to make this serious change. And Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Cause he wanted to fight it. There's anything else he could do because God was dealing with him really seriously about following the plan of God for his life. He was born to die. Be the savior of the world. And so for your life, sometimes you might be praying, Lord, it sure seems like you want me to do this, but if I do this, This is going to be a sacrifice of money, sacrifice of benefits I've worked for for a long time, but Lord, if it be thy will, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And then that way you're, you're soft, you're teachable, you're tender hearted to follow God's plan for your life. When it comes to financial things, when it comes to healing things, when it comes to walking in love and forgiveness, you don't have to pray if it be thy will. You know his will. You love. You forgive, you preach healing, you preach salvation. Lord, if it be thy will, I'd like my mom to go to heaven, but if not, she'll go to hell. But if it be thy will. No, he died for your mom to go to heaven. Yes. You've got to be able to pray right and do right. As so as believers, it says, set your affection on things above. You set your affection on things above this next verse. He says, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, your affection, your affection. You know how I can tell what your affection is? What you talk about the most. The abundance of your heart, your mouth speaketh. And so what you're talking about the most, that's mean—that's what you love the most, your affection. And then, of course, the NLT would probably say mind. Set your mind on things above. And I, I think it's a shame. Matter of fact, I, I know one preacher died way too young but I remember when well, Pastor Dave went up to stay at his house that time he was going to go to that baseball training camp and, and it, uh, this guy was a great 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 preacher and we went and stayed all night at his house with him and his family and I couldn't believe it all he talked about the whole time we were there before we went to bed for a couple hours he could tell me the score of the 1927 World Series who pitched he could tell me who the new rookies were this year, who was coming up and who looked good. All he talked was baseball scores, football scores, sports guys' names, who their brothers were, who their dads were, how many home runs they had, how many bases they stole. Talked that. Well, that, that, that man, then I saw him on Facebook for a few years. I'm not judging him. I judge a tree by its fruit. All I ever saw of him on Facebook was sports things, sports things, sports things. And when he was about 50 years old, he died. From the abundance of his heart, the mouth speaketh. And so I can tell, I can tell how he spent his time when he wasn't preaching. And you know what I can tell about fellow believers I'm around? I can tell, I can tell how they spend their time when they're not in church. If you know more about Mickey Mantle, than you do about Jesus. I think you love Mickey Mantle more than Jesus. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Uh, your heart might love Jesus, but you don't set your affection on Jesus. Yep. And then if you know more if you know more about Donald Trump or Joe Biden than you do about Jesus and your healing, then I know where you spend your time. And I think about this, it would be the door of the word. He said, set your affection. You set. You set your affection. How do you set your affection? Well, for one thing, you might turn off your phone. Ma'am. Oh, I might have something important. Hey, hold on. I think I got the text. Oh wow. Glory to God. They finally caught him. Gases. How much? In Barstow that happened? Oh wow, look at that. Well, I'm about to Google that. Oh well, wait a minute, there comes another one. Hold on, got another one coming. If you don't respond to this, you don't really love Jesus. Wow. My dog just got hit. I bet I can't get one thousand prayers. How many ever see that goofy stuff? And then your Bible's laid right there. Did you suck up last last cup of coffee? Say, well, I'm, I'm going to do my devotions. Uh, the pastor got this order. Okay, make this faith confession. By his stripes I was healed. I love Jesus. Goodbye. Gotta go. <laughs> Get to work. Did you hear what Trump said today? Do you know that case that coming for the jury today? Well, they finally got Hunter. And your whole family is sick. Well, you're sick. Amen. Set your affection on things above. Am I, am I getting anybody's heart out there besides me? Man, oh man, oh man. I love my country. I love Jesus more. I love what goes on. I'm a voter. I'm enlightened. I know what a lot of people stand for, what they believe. But I know this, when I take my last breath, Jesus isn't going to say, man, I'm so glad you didn't fall for that. You voted for the right one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I didn't know you were watching. He's watching all right and he cares, but we have nothing for anybody. If we don't set our affection on things above, now we're up in the air preaching. Um, I think we're going to switch back to the other one next time. <laughs> I hope you guys are getting entertained out there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, uh, from the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And it's going to be your heart's where your affection comes from. And so we as believers, we as believers have started getting, getting serious about what we do in our private time. Amen. And so, to me, uh, if you set your mind on heavenly things, not earthly things, that means love Jesus. Now, listen to what I'm saying. All these other things out there, you can stay informed about sports, if you like sports. You can stay informed about politics. You don't need to be ignorant. Amen. But you need to set your affection—not on the goofy thing there. Set your affection on Jesus, the Bible. Lord, more Bible verses on healing than you do ball game scores. You know, I really don't care who won the 1922 World Series or the 1989 Super Bowl. Really, don't get people mad. But I don't care who wins this Super Bowl. Hey Amen. I mean, it's a ball game. And I remember when I was younger, I used to watch more ball games. You could ask me the next day who won, and I said, "I can't remember who played." That was entertainment yesterday, but I don't know who played. Well, the Reds played? Well, you, you, you love the Reds, Dad. Well, I used to love the Reds, but I love Jesus more. Amen. Amen. And so uh, you need to learn more about Jesus and healing. Spend more time in the Word, prayer, your devotions. And let, let me say something to you, too. To me, devotions are like vitamin pills. They're supplements. You need to eat a real meal and not try to live off vitamins. Every morning, besides my Bible, I read the devotions that God had me write. I like them. I think they're pretty good. I read Kenneth Hagin's devotions every morning. I think Danielle reads about a half a dozen, right? She's a vitamin lady, but I know she eats meat too. The meat of the Word, it shows it her. But we as Christians have to know for for our heart to be right, for our mind to be right, for our words to be might, to be right we can't just live on devotions you got to have some private time and i know that uh like for the last few days from the things you're here we talk about now i've been in some judgment time for me again judging me and letting the lord talk to my heart and so my devotions i haven't been taking my vitamins a lot the last few days because i've been sitting with the master amen and so we're talking about what to do to set your affection on things above. Uh, don't, just, don't just read about the author of the book. Hang out with the author of the book, the one that wrote it. And spend more time doing those things. And I want to give you a couple of verses I'm not going to look at, but the things that uh, that I, I think about about my life, about all of us. you got to spend more time fellowshipping with serious Christians, with serious Christians. In uh Acts chapter 4, verse 23, you can write this down. I'll basically tell you what it says. If you read uh, Acts chapter 3, Peter and John went up to the, to the temple, the gate beautiful, there was a crippled man there. They laid hands on this crippled man, held his hand, and the guy had been crippled for like 38 years from his birth, and he got healed. Well, what he did, that was against the religious people, what they believed. So they arrested Peter and John. and a big persecution started. So where they'd really been threatened not to preach or teach the name of Jesus, it says then, being let go from their captors, says they went to their own company. Went to their own company of fellow believers. Well, at that time, I think it's about 8,120 believers. The book of Acts told the were at that time. 3,000 got saved, 5,000 got saved, had 120 saved already. And then also it does say besides those that multitude of other people got saved so that means that all those people could not have fit in the temple in one church so they went to their own company and so then then in Second Peter chapter 1 verse 1 you can write this one down Peter said I'm writing this to believers of get these words like precious faith like precious faith how many believers do you think there are in our region right here has to be thousands in this whole thing right here how many different denominations are there out here? A lot of them. And so the whole thing is, the Bible says those two places, number one, they went to their own company. Then First Corinthians chapter 12 says that God sets each member in the body as it pleases Him. And your local church is your own company. This is like precious faith here. Like that lady that wrote that book there, I know she is a good Christian woman. But if you had... A very serious terminal illness she'd be the wrong one to have pray for you i know i know that in a church like this a bit a few times we've had people from other churches come and visit because they heard we they like to say believe in healing well i just like to say, i believe the bible but they say well we know that uh, they've got a healing ministry there well everybody that's born again that believes the bible has a healing ministry because they got hands and they have access to the name of Jesus. And I've seen people come here. Matter of fact, I had a guy come here one time years ago. I'll never forget it. He came here. His wife was a really sickly lady. And, you know, sometimes people see enough and hear enough from a distance. that they think they know something. And so he come in, sitting right over there on a Sunday night. Him and his wife sitting there sick. The whole time I preach it, he's just sitting there with his arms crossed, grinning at me. And I thought, man, this guy is weird. Well, come time for prayer time, whatever I was preaching on, he came up there and said, he said, okay, now we want the touch. I said, what do you mean you want the touch? He said, I heard you got the touch. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And I knew there was the wrong time to give him a school in the Bible about number one, you must be born again or you can't see the kingdom of God. And so he came up here. I gave her the touch. I never saw them again since then, so I don't know if the touch did anything or not because there wasn't any faith in that. Those people didn't know anything. They need to come sit and hear something. And so I've seen other people come and they died because they had a different company. They came here two or three times and got bits and pieces. And you can't you can't you can't live on that. You gotta be able to get the whole message. You gotta be immersed in it. And so for me, for us to be able to set our affection on things above, we gotta know number one, who our company is. And we gotta hang out with people like Precious Faith. Oh, does that mean we're a cult? We don't hang out with people of denominations? Man, we all do. We got people other denominations, but you gotta have your main place. You know, if you've got, if you've got, go to a church, and I'm not putting down any churches, I love Christian pastors. I love them. But if my dad were dying when he was dying back then, I would have sent somebody from a fill-in-the-blank denomination to pray for my dad. My dad would have died at 69. By the way, he lived to be about, what, 85, I think. And so dad kept on going and going and going and going and going and going and going. But the thing is, my company was a Word of Faith company like this. And I've got to keep on emphasizing it. Word of Faith is what they call our group. Well, they call the First Baptist, the First Baptist They call the Catholics, the Catholics, the Methodists, the Methodists. Uh, They call the Southern Baptists, Southern Baptists. I mean, there's so many different companies out there. And any company that loves Jesus, preaches Jesus, they're part of my family. We're all the same thing. But in this particular company, we preach healing strong. We don't just preach it as something that's a good message. It's the Word of God. It's the Bible. Amen. And so for closing out tonight, I just think about the few tidbits I've given you out of what we're doing to get yourself back in spiritual condition. Number one, check out who you're hanging out with the most. And what I like about hanging out with other other fellow Christians with different churches and things, God's, God's kind of got a pecking order. I always say it like this. You got one hand reaching up. You got one hand reaching down. And so when you hang out with stronger Christians than you that are solid Christians... And not just somebody that sounds religious, but somebody really has a foundation. They're going to pull you up. And you know how I found out how that happens? When you're around somebody that knows more than you, serious Christians keep their mouths shut and let you talk. And then after a while, you've got to realize, well, I've said here and I've told them for 25 minutes about this sickness my family had. About that sickness my family had. All the pills were on. How bad the sickness is in my church, and they haven't said a word. All of a sudden, you start on the inside thinking, I'm convicted. All they've said is that, uh, well I know that happened over at my house, and we prayed Jesus healed. So they unloaded, up, you unloaded another volley about, sick, 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 bad, 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 doctor said, doctor said, doctor said. After a while, you think, "Bad. they're not jumping, in. they're not biting on anything, it's just me. The tongue of the wise promotes health. And so you start getting convicted when you're hanging out with a stronger Christian. But then at the same time, because you have your devotions you do, your Bible you do, your church you do, you're getting stronger all the time, and then God sends you weaker ones. And they're around you. And they notice all I've heard all I've heard him say all morning is, uh, Would you pass the toaster jelly, please? Because they're not going to join in and grab a hold of it because they're wise. They're going to talk the healing. And they're being attacked just like you're being attacked, except they've learned. They've learned. You'll have what you say. I'm going to say what Jesus said. Yes, I got this morning. My body ached. I had a scratchy throat. My Bible. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So I immediately prayed. I said, Father, I release the anointed God into my body through my hands. You said, lay hands on the sick. So, Lord, I'm going to say I'm recovering from now. On. Somebody ask me how I'm doing. I'm just going to say I'm in recovery. Thank you. I've been in recovery. I've been with Jesus, a great physician. He told me what to do. I did my part. He's doing his part. That's the way it is because my tongue is not going to talk the, tr- talk the trash. But talk right. Amen. And so for you, I hope that something I said sparks something to watch your mouth and find out who your Christian friend or family member is. Get a partner. Start watching your words with them. And then just make a deal with Jesus. You said to love, I'm going to love, don't be easily offended, so I'm not going to be. So if Rosalinda walks up to me and tells me, hey, did you hear what you just said? I'm going to say, thank you for that love. I needed that. And then next time you say, all right, it's seed time to harvest. Rosalinda, did you hear that? Yes, thank you. And so, believers, this is Bible basics if you want to enjoy healing and health. Heart, mouth, word, affection, life. Amen amen is it time to tell them goodbye out there yeah, you can say goodbye. all right to our social media family congregation and friends out there i hope you were entertained tonight but more <laughs> importantly <laughs> more importantly i pray that the things that we taught the word of god tonight will come a part of your life do a checker from the neck up watch the words watch the heart And watch you hang out with, and just if you're going to hang out with somebody, bring them up, don't put them down. Amen? Amen.